surfs up at Gotham Point. That's right, Joker. And challenging you to the surfing title. Through my latest invention, the surfing experience and ability transferometer, all your surfing know-how will be drained out of you and transferred to me. Some joker drained everything I know about surfing and all my ability with a gizmo called a surfing experience and ability transferometer. What here supposes up, Buzzy? The surf, Duke. Welcome to Surf Kings of Gotham, the only podcast we're aware of which bask in the warm technicolor glow of sitcom vigilantism, which is Batman 67. I'm your host, Kyle. And I'm your other host, Brady. And today we're watching season two, episode 59, I Spy. This episode directed by Oscar Rudolph and written by Charles Hoffman. Original air date, March 29th, 1967, with special guest villain, Mr. Freeze, as played by Eli Wallach this time. In our one-sentence Wikipedia summary says, Mr. Freeze abducts a scientist to extort the formula for a freezing solution. I should note that this Mr. Freeze is not technologically literate to be a gimmick-based villain. No. But he's my favorite Mr. Freeze, I think. He definitely has, like, he has his, his little quirks. I like that he can't make anything work ever. He just bangs on shit till it comes on. <laughs> yeah, and he's a character actor. He's done lots of stuff. Eli Wallach, I looked him up. Nothing crazy notable about him other than, let's see. He was born in 1915. Uh, he passed away in 2014. So actually he lived Jesus. to... Uh, yeah, he lived a long time. And he was active as an actor from 1945 until 2010. So 1915, he was like 40-some-odd on this show. And this show has been... Wow, that guy lived a long time. He did. He was 98 when he died. Uh, the year is what... He could have been 99. He didn't hit it. He didn't make it till his birthday. But he uh, he married Ann Jackson in 1948. And they stayed married until he died so hmm. a, a true hollywood love story there she died a couple years later uh, in 2016 but she was born in 1925 so he was a he was a cradle robber that guy yeah he robbed he the cradle younger yeah but in this in this episode uh, he doesn't rob any cradles because that's not related to an ice pun in any way so that just simply won't do there should be a batman villain though whose thing is he wants to take a child bride <laughs> I kind of did that in a penguin episode. Yeah. Penguin's <laughs> totally the villain who would do that. <laughs> I'm gonna marry a child. Whack, 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 whack. But just because he can, because he's not he's not like the Riddler. He's not horny like the Riddler. He's just like trying to trick people all the time. My favorite thing about child brides is how people got all mad about Jerry Lee Lewis marrying his cousin who was like 13. I think it was because of the cousin aspect, because Elvis bought a girl who was like 13, and everybody was like, aww. Yeah, well, that's just the, that's like the comparison people make between Michael Jackson and R. Kelly. You just got to sell a few more albums, R. Kelly, then you can do what you want. Yeah. Same it's kind of. success in this country. 
same kind of comparison. So this episode opens up on the deck of the SS Gotham Queen, a luxury ship about two hours out of Gotham City. Uh, inside this beautiful vessel, the captain is dining with his passengers. Strikes me that the captain is doing a Peter Graves impression, but I'm sure lots of people talked like that. Yeah. And I don't think Peter Graves was famous in 1966 or whatever, but it... Uh, or he could maybe... have been doing it. It was just really obscure at the time. Yeah, or Peter Graves was doing a this guy impression in his whole True. career. I don't know. I, don't know I think it'd be first. fun, though, if it was like, I'm doing a Peter Graves impression. You'll find out who he, who he <laughs> is much later. It's like Back to the Future. <laughs> now you might not be ready for this, but your kids are going to love it. By that, I assume you mean incest. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> oh, no, I was talking about him, uh, a white guy writing Johnny Be Good. Oh, I was talking about how his mom was into him and named her yeah. child after her teenage lover. Yeah. That's a strange, strange movie. He was just <laughs> lost over it. Uh, yeah. Did you know, so Mulaney's got a bit about that, talking about pitching that movie, and that bit inspired Ryan George to do his pitch meetings. Oh. The whole series. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. As you can tell, listeners, nothing much happens in this episode. <laughs> I, and I thought this was a good episode. I wanted to, let's, we can keep going with it, but Peter Graves threw me off. Basically, he just says like, oh, I'm such a good captain. Uh, I really enjoy having all these wonderful guests aboard my ship. Uh, do any of you like movies about gladiators? And <laughs> so there's an ice skater, a world famous ice skater, and a scientist from Iceland. So you know where this, if even if you didn't know who the villain was in this episode, because uh, they haven't revealed the title yet, it it's obvious. Because there's yeah. a scientist from Iceland. And he's invented a secret formula for instant ice. And he and has that classic Icelandic accent sounding just like an American. Yes. Yeah. So the secret formula for instant ice. And he's going to work on it uh, under the mentorship of Bruce Wayne or something. That ought to go well. Well, because he has to be involved. Also, the ice skater is performing at the... Bruce Wayne Ice Arena. Her name is Glacia Glaze. Yeah. What a good name for a person. Yeah, if you're her lover, you can say, I got glazed last night. <laughs> uh, gross. That's something <laughs> Catwoman would say. Uh, but, quick also note, uh, Glacia Glaze is played by Leslie Parrish, who is an American actress and activist, who uh, our our fans might remember as playing Don Robbins in season one, episode four of The Penguins of Jinx. If you remember that, yeah, kudos to you because I've forgotten all about that episode. But good luck, good luck. Well, that, that's one of my favorite episodes because that was the one that was the first episode with the Batzuka. But also, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she was the actress that had never heard of Batman. To but be then fair, I've forgotten Monday, so. Yeah, yeah. I I forgot too, but I saw her name and I was like, Leslie Parrish, that sounds familiar. So then I looked her up this morning and I was like, holy crap, this Wikipedia biography reminds me of someone that I've read about before. And sure enough, I was like, which Bat character did she play? It was Don Robbins. I would have been like, 
this lady reminds me of someone. Why is that? Oh, it's because I've heard of other women named Leslie before. Got it. Yes. Well, thanks to the internet, her secret is no longer safe. So, yeah. uh, meanwhile, the person driving the ship sees an iceberg, and they're like, ah, it's an iceberg. You think we would have seen it a long time ago or used the radar or something, but no, giant <laughs> iceberg. Everyone panic. Bigger than the ship. How we missed this. Yeah. But the iceberg isn't just a regular iceberg. It's a it's an abandoned iceberg factory floating. I don't know. It wasn't a factory, but it, it is Mr. Freeze's hideout. It might it's be an abandoned factory. warehouse. Yeah. This abandoned iceberg warehouse shaped like an iceberg. Flash used to be an iceberg. Used to be an ice cream store. <laughs> um, but Mr. Freeze is in there checking things out. I like this one because he's got a periscope. He's got an ice periscope, which looks just like a regular periscope, but it says Everyone's ice in front fine. of it. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, that boat's getting close. Or ship. Let's, uh, let's turn on the ice magnets to attract it to us and capture it. Because the ship's made of ice. Yeah, but so the the crew member comes to tell the captain that they're gonna hit a hit an iceberg, and this is my favorite part. Well, my favorite part in this scene. I have other favorite parts, obviously, but the, we finally get someone here that knows how to whisper, and he he does whisper to the captain quite effectively that hey, we're about to hit an iceberg. But then the captain doesn't know how to whisper, and he just panics and says. <laughs> Holy shit, an iceberg! And then everyone at the t- in the whole dining room like goes into a panic. And he I says, that iceberg, was... iceberg, and runs out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't know why I went to all the trouble of uh <laughs> whispering. You could have just run in and scream, we're all gonna die. Yeah. Yeah, it was delightful. I wrote a note here. I like this Mr. Freeze. He reminds me of Siegfried from Get Smart. Just he's oh, got the you're gonna say the cold miser. Okay. I don't know what that is. No, I meant from Get Smart. Santa Claus Just has enemies. The... Oh. I didn't know Santa Claus had enemies besides yeah. me. He he fights <laughs> a guy who has fire powers and the heat miser and the cold something. We'll say Captain Cold. Oh. Since Santa Claus is coming to town, I think. Merciful heavens, I don't know anything. Yeah, Rankin Base has a whole elaborate and evolved Marvel, oh, it's Marvel r- Cinematic Universe-like mythology for it. Oh, oh, okay. I remember that now. I didn't realize it was a Rankin Bass one. I Yeah, I've, I think I've probably seen that now that you mention it. Is that like yeah, Santa Claus? where Santa origin? Claus snaps Heat Miser's neck and goes, No! Because he killed another <laughs> character. That's I must have missed that one. Uh, that was like Santa Claus's origin story. I remember that one where all of a sudden, like, Jesus yeah, helped him. Yeah, there's a scene in, in that movie where Santa Claus's dad gets eaten by a tornado, and his dad is played by Kevin Costner, and Santa Claus is like, no, if only I had given him a toy. <laughs> and then his girlfriend, Lana Lang, is like, what would that have done? And he's like, shut up. <laughs> Oh, whatever. Then he, then he, much like Batman, says, My parents are dead. <laughs> All right. Back to this episode. 
You're gonna force uh, me to podcast, Dad, aren't you? Yeah. I'm take away your toys. Yes. So uh Batman takes a quick or Bruce Wayne takes the quick call, goes to the bat poles, and this episode begins. Oh, holy uh, shit, we're just to the episode beginning. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Yes. Freeze has the uh, Professor Isaacson captured here. That was the, the scientist from the, the ship. And he's like, there is the formula, Professor Isaacson. And he, he asks for the, the formula for frozen ice. I think he meant to say instant ice, but he calls it frozen ice. And I thought that was delightful. Because <laughs> you don't need to be a professor to know that shit. I need the formula for the, the liquid ice. Yeah. H2O. Ha ha! I've won! (laughs) But the professor here is not talking. He's like, you, I, the formula's in my head. I don't have it written down anywhere. So, uh, I'm not, I'm not telling you. And he's like, we have ways of making you talk, Mr. Schmott. And sticks him in the, uh, ice. No, that's not here. Sorry. He's like, we're going to take you. we got to get out of here because Batman's going to come looking. So we're going to take you to a secret hideout, another secret hideout in the ice sub to Gotham. Uh, and he has a pet seal here and he feeds him some fish. And I thought, this seal is the star of this show. I love that seal. Yeah. I hope that they release the seal to kill all of Gotham's firstborn sons. You know, like the plot of uh, Batman Returns. Yeah, or it... Uh, Bite someone's hand off. It's a loose seal and it bites someone's hand off. Yeah. Uh, That was from Arrested Development. In Commissioner Gordon's office, Batman Robin are there. O'Hara gets the first line. He's like, Saints preserve us. It has to be Mr. Freeze. And I'd say it's it's all your fault for having two ice-related people on the same boat. You should never do that because that's a target for Mr. Freeze for sure. Uh, they do have a passenger list from the, the ship, so they're going to take that to the Batcave. Commissioner Gordon says Bagheera here. He's trying to he's trying to steal O'Hara's line, and O'Hara's having none of it. He looks at he's him like he's mocking, got his... mocking O'Hara. Yeah. yeah like Bagheera, like your dirty people say. Yeah. He was going to pepper spray him, I thought. Like, how dare you say my line? <laughs> Mr. Freeze's new hideout is under the Bruce Wayne Ice Arena. They have a quick freezer set to minus 200 degrees. That's real, real cold. So that's where they're going to put the professor. They're just going to freeze him into a solid block of ice. That's the best way to get him to talk. By killing him, burning his flesh off in the cold of minus 200 degrees. Trapping you inside of a giant block of ice is the best way to extract your secrets. Yeah, I don't I don't know if that's what they're intending or they just want him to get really bad frostbite. But, I mean, minus 200 is absurdly cold. (laughs) We get get some more with the seal here, which I always like. Uh, Back in the Batcave, the Batcomputer is working on the passenger list. And, of course, it spits out the results. And everyone is either cold or hot related on this ship. It was terrible. That computer would be good at that, uh, that six degrees at Kevin Bacon game. Because it's relating everyone to either hot or cold. Like, oh, 
this Mr. Frost would be, uh, no, no, no. Mr. Frost runs Frost's furnaces. He would never, that's the wrong. Oh, of course he does. Yeah. The, again, the back computer is basically chat GPT. Yeah. Like you ask it a simple question, like, oh, what, who might, you know, be on board this thing or be involved with this? And it's like, here's some puns. Yeah. Uh, they do determine, though, the, there is a lady on here. That's nothing. But he manages to say her name, but it's not ice-related. And then Batman knows that that's an ice skater, and she changed her name to Glacia Glaze. I know that, Robin, because you see, I've been glazed. <laughs> speaking, of Bat gross. speaking of Batman or Bruce Wayne going and having fun while uh, Dick has to do nothing. Uh, that's what they talk about here. Uh, Bruce Wayne is taking Mrs. Harriet Cooper to meet Glacier Glaze this afternoon. I thought this whole thing was weird. I know they do that thing where they refer to themselves in the third person, but it, it was so yeah. many name drops in this whole section of dialogue where it's like Bruce Wayne will be taking his well-known friend Miss Harriet Cooper to Bruce Wayne's event. Yeah. Yeah, that was overkill for sure. Like, yeah. Normally he would say something like, as Bruce Wayne, I'll be taking Harriet to go see it. But he's overly formal here and a little weird. Uh, and then Dick's like, or Robin's like, whoa, well, Dick Grayson stays home and works on his essay about glaciers. Yeah, that's right. Of course, he's yeah. got to be writing an essay about glaciers because his homework always has to tie into what whatever crime is going on. And you know, it's going to be just some garbage essay that, like he had the back computer spit out a first draft and didn't even bother to edit it at all. Yeah. The next scene is back in Commissioner Gordon's office here. And Gordon's like, Bonnie, the next time you send an unannounced visitor, send in a tank of water and fish with it. Because the seal has shown up in Commissioner Gordon's office uh, to outsmart him and Chief O'Hara. Because <laughs> there is... Yeah, they're is, definitely... Is this the scene where he's like, put the seal in the bathtub down the hallway? No, that comes in a minute. That's just where he is. I've got that noted, too. What a good <laughs> seal, though. I love that seal. It's uh, There's a bathtub in the middle of City freaking Hall. <laughs> yeah. Well, because they do live there. That proves my yeah. point. Confirming it. Yeah. They, uh, so they check on the seal, and he's got a note in, under his flipper, or in his flipper, or something. So they read it, and it's a ransom demand letter the from seal Mr. Freeze. ransom letters what we're getting at here yeah basically and hand delivered it thereby outsmarting these two buffoons <laughs> like well and basically the ransom demand yes, is he's the mayor now <laughs> yeah that would be great gotham city <laughs> is run by a seal It'd be much more efficient <laughs> The uh, the demands are basically Bruce Wayne needs to go on on a live broadcast from Commissioner Gordon's office and tell me he'll give me the money. And he's demanding money. I don't even think they ever say how much money, but then he wants it hand-delivered by Batman. Yeah. Why does he want Bruce Wayne to, make, to go to all this effort to make an announcement on television from Commissioner Gordon's office? It doesn't matter why. Stop asking questions. Yeah. It's a silly request, but silly requests is what we do here in Gotham City. <laughs> silly request is our version of murder. <laughs> yeah. 
So he's like, that's it. Uh, Commissioner, you call Batman and I'll call Bruce Wayne. So they each are phoning the same man under different guises at the same time. This is great here. We get oh, a, I love this. Yeah. the phone juggling scene where Adam West is talking to both Commissioner Gordon and Chief O'Hara. He's like, hold on a second. Hello, this is Bruce Wayne. Oh, hello. Hold on. Uh, yes, Commissioner, it's Batman. Oh, back and forth. And he does it over the top. Like, he does it so well. Eventually, Commissioner Gordon and Chief O'Hara are like, here, you talk to Batman, Bruce. And they do the phone 69 deal where they put him together. And then he talks to himself and comes up with this plan. Gordon learned from doing this one time recently in this season when he tried to jam the phones together so that the speaker could talk to the listener on the opposite phone. Yeah. And that was really awkward and stilted when he did that the first time, but he learned and, and grew as a character. That was his entire arc was he knows <laughs> how to make this work now. Yeah. It is. This is the high high technology for 1967. <laughs> uh, but it works. So Bruce Wayne and Batman come up with a plan together. They're going to tape the live broadcast. So smart. Uh, and figure it out from there. Because, of course, Batman and Bruce Wayne can't be in the same place at the same time on account of they're the same dude. I've been watching a lot of The Adventures of Superman, the original TV series with the best Superman of all time, George Reeves. Yeah. And as I texted you while I was watching this, I want to see a Superman scene where this happens with him and Clark Kent because where Bruce is cooperative and goes along with Batman's plan, Bruce or Clark Kent would be needlessly combative and yeah. ambivalent. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's he's the because he, he acts the way you would if you were had unlimited power compared to everyone <laughs> around you all the time. Yeah. Eventually, like I, I don't want to pretend to do that. I don't give a shit. And I will didn't just hear about your job. And we're just yeah. like, yeah, that's whatever. If you want me to be a bad guy, I'll just take all the money in the entire world in about four <laughs> seconds. Yeah. I want to see that scene, though, where, like, Mr. Gordon's like, oh, Superman, we have Clark Kent on the phone. <laughs> He's going to help you write a story about the about the ransom note. Here you go, Superman. Talk to him. And then Clark Kent is like, ah, what's it to you? And Superman's like, that seems needlessly combative since I haven't said hello yet. Oh, hello, you. I don't even feel like saying hello. What's the point <laughs> of this conversation? And it goes on. And it's just Superman talking to himself. Yes. That um, makes forward progress. Superman will be on the phone for 40 solid minutes. <laughs> I like he does. He talks to himself here and comes out with it. I could I could like it either way. Bruce Wayne is a good character on the opposite end of the spectrum from Clark Kent from the good yeah. Clark Kent. Bruce tries, uh, he's just an idiot. Clark is intelligent, but just a bastard. Beautiful. They would make a good team. Be like an odd couple situation if they had to be roommates. Ooh. Uh so Harriet and Bruce Wayne are now in the dressing room of Glacia Glaze having a quick Getting chat. Glazed up. Yeah, but she's got a like a makeup compact thing that's also a communicator and harriet's like oh that's nice and just grabs it just like picks it up off her her makeup table and opens it no boundaries at all yeah not at all just like hey i'm rich i'm gonna what's this here you've got let me see this and opens it up and mr freeze like what what is happening where are you what uh, what, what, what? and she like 
grabs it and closes it real quick. He's like, oh, it's a music box. Okay. Yeah. Harriet's basically like, I saw this toy one time that was like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle communicator. You could slip in different cards and they would speak to you. Harriet's yeah. like that with real people she encounters in, in the outside world. <laughs> she's like, you're like, what is this? And she's like, oh, it's Aunt Harriet. And they're like, yeah. who is Harriet? Oh, it's me. And on it goes. Yeah, yeah, she's strikes me as the type that's like, hey, what's this? Like, just picking up, like, that's a toilet plunger. What does it do? Like, just going around yeah. touching everything, like she's got ADHD she or something. like a stupid child. Yeah. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Mr. Freeze says, bring prof the professor from the quick freeze. He's sure to be frozen solid by now and ready to talk. Uh, and he comes out and he's just normal. He's not even chilly because he's from Iceland. It's minus 200 degrees. Shut up. That, yeah. See, I was uh, that made me mad. He's like, he darks his eyes for telling Mr. Freeze is a fool. And he's like, in a totally American, like middle American accent, I'm from Iceland. Doesn't bother me. It's fine. Yeah, which is bullshit. You can be from, you can live in a cold climate and acclimatize no different than, but that's like saying, yeah, no, I live pretty close to the equator, so uh, you can dip me in lava and it's not going to hurt. I Shut live up. at the South Pole and I can fly. How'd you get there? I don't know. Yeah, I just, uh, minus 200 degrees is too cool. That doesn't work. That's not like, uh I'm a little cum. I can wear shorts in cooler weather than you because I'm used to being cold. It's not the national motto of Iceland is "Go fuck yourself, physics." Yeah, that's stupid. Meanwhile, in the box, Bruce and Harriet are watching the ice skating here, which looks suspiciously like not ice skating from this angle. But that's yeah, fine. It's, I think it's another instance of the show doesn't know what that looks like. Yeah, it looks more like a ballet, but they just like do it from far away to make it like again. Finding people that can skate, I guess, is probably more expensive. Also, producers and writers and like tech guys who know what the hell you're talking about. We're gonna do an ice show. A what now? Yeah. Some kind of what is that? They show blocks of ice. Oh God, just do a ballet. Yeah, well, they don't have time in the budget for that or money in the budget. Yeah. They don't have time um, to explain into that you what this is. We got a cool bit of technology here because the usher comes up. He's like, "There's a phone call for you, sir." Uh, so Bruce goes into a phone booth to take this call, and he sticks something to the to the microphone part. And on the other end of the phone, it's Dick Grayson, who's done the same thing. So those are like bat anti eavesdropping scrambler things. It was about and... this time when I made the note of. I think it was because looking at Dick Grayson's little payphone reminded me of like a seventies movie. It was about this time that I noted. I wonder what kind of deranged adventures Dick Grayson got up to on his own when he became the Batman character in like the 80s. Yeah. He probably just went for like milkshakes and stuff. He was, I don't know. <laughs> it was like a combination of like the fall guy across with like an email marketer's like what they <laughs> tell you their life is like. Ah, <laughs> uh, the fall guy. That was a good show. I haven't seen that in a long time. Okay, so Bruce tells Dick to bring the remote control phase advancer. The re it's a remote control for the Batmobile, basically. Uh, and then 
and Dick goes into great detail here. Of, okay, I went down the bat poles and I got that thing like you asked. And then I went back up the bat poles. So I was in my regular clothes. And then I called a cab and I'm outside. You know, it's just, okay, great. Because he can't drive the Batmobile. That's the that's the thing we've we've learned here. Bruce is like, I wish I'd brought a chair for this. <laughs> yeah. So that's the plan. They're going to have the Batmobile with some bat clothes in it waiting at police headquarters and Bruce is going to head over there now and they're going to record the message ahead of time so they can get the drop on Mr. Freeze. They're going to pretend it's a live broadcast, but it's like the moon landing. It's staged. Yeah. Mr. Freeze, completely baffled by technology, will not be able to tell tell this at all. Yeah. Uh, so Bruce finishes recording a message to Mr. Freeze and then he, he thanks the crew for doing a difficult task. But it looks to me like it was like one take and really they just did their job and it's <laughs> not especially difficult probably it was a it was an office there was no moving parts thank you for managing to turn in the bare minimum yeah but he didn't say As that you can tell from least. our fine police officers and commissioner here that's asking a lot in this place it really really is then he's like okay well i'm bruce wayne i gotta get out of here i'm tired of waiting for batman that lazy prick and then it's the quickest change ever. They like run run around the corner and immediately run back in Batman and Robin <laughs> costume. And Batman's like, where's the seal? And the way Commissioner Gordon says this, I wish I wish we could just play a clip of it. Because he's just like, oh, bathtub down the hall. Like he was just like, obviously, is in the bathtub. Yeah. Like, of course Where there's a bathtub. Of course, there's a bathtub in police headquarters, and that's ob the obvious place to keep the seal. But it was just like, oh yeah, you know, he's in the bath. Like, like they just said, hey, uh, where's where's Chief O'Hara? He's like, oh, he's in the closet watering his wife. Like, <laughs> obviously, like it was no big deal. Yeah, it's just a new part of our day. Yeah, and then Batman says, take this echoing seal transmitter. No time to explain what it does, but it might come in handy. Gordon reasonably is like, I don't understand how those two things go together, but sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's just the, yeah, it makes no sense. Then they reverse bat climb the bat ropes down the wall. Uh, we get our final window cameo here. Uh, this is, I had to look it up because I, oh, again... thank God you did because I watched this and it was like, I had my mouth hung open with horror like butthead the entire time. Yeah, this man's name is Cyril Lord, and he is the Carpet King. And oh, good. So a carpet salesman, wonderful. Yeah, and that's it. it it's well, not a Jimmy Davis Jr. and Santa Claus to some guy who sells carpet. Beautiful. Yeah, and he could have been like a villain. Like that's not too far away from the Clock King or the Mad Hatter. Like he could definitely, you know, he could mind control you with carpets or something. But no. Yeah, uh, well, like, he's he has just... like a carpet that has like really thick shag and like it grabs your foot and trips you or something. Yeah. And then he's able to tie you up with, with some of the fibers. Yeah, exactly. But no, he's just the guy that he's a, yeah, he's he's just selling carpet. Stupid. Yeah, that was weird. It was. It was the worst one we've ever seen, I think. It's just right some guy who sells carpets downtown. in the Right next to Santa Claus. Santa Claus, Santa Claus played by Andy Devine, whose line was, Well, I'm afraid Batman and Robin. 
Yeah. Back in the Mr. Freeze headquarters, uh, he's got a giant syringe here that he's injected dry ice into the veins of this professor, surely killing him. Uh, they... From Iceland, it's basically Krypton. Yeah. Uh, then he puts up the rabbit ears on his TV and they're going to watch the broadcast. And they watch the broadcast. Batman and Robin sneak in. And they're like, aha, we found you. And that's pretty much it. They they found him. Yep. So then Mr. Freeze grabs his freeze gun. And they're like, your freeze gun is useless, Freeze. And then he shoots them with it. And it proves to be useless. Because they're wearing hypotherm bat skivvies. Which, something. okay, I can buy that Batman's wearing some kind of like treated outfit since his outfit covers everything but his mouth. Robin's wearing underwear. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Robin's dressed up in like little pajamas. He has like little short sleeves and, you know, panties. Maybe he, uh, maybe he's part Icelandic. That would explain a lot, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, his gun didn't work, so Mr. Freeze says, Iceman to the attack. And of course, when, when someone says Iceman to the attack, it's time for a fight. And when it's time for a fight, it's time for the Surf Kings of Gotham Fight Words Recap. Them's fighting words! During this slippery slap fest, we get <laughs> flurb. Ouch. Oof. Biff. Boff. And Kapow. This has been your Surf Kings of Gotham Fight Words Recap. I like that. Slap that. That's an accurate description. Uh, my favorite part of this fight, there was like four goons all like piled on punching Robin. Like down, he's down on the ground and they're just wailing the shit out of him. And Batman comes up and just grabs Robin's ankles and pulls him out and they just keep punching it at nothing. And then they like <laughs> kick them in the backs. Robin inspires just blinding rage. Blinding it's murderous like, rage. It's like the, uh, it's like the mob scene the stench of Honolulu where the mob turns on itself and just starts tearing itself apart. And Jack just escapes. Yeah. <laughs> so that brings us to our death trap. You want yes. to explain the death trap? Yes, they get, well, they pick Robin up and they throw him in this little chamber and then Batman gets stuffed in there too. This is the sub-zero temperature vaporizing cabinet. Uh, so basically... Freezer. Yeah, it's going to make them cold and then apparently turn them into ice or vapor or something. It's dumb. I've seen this happy days. What happens is Fonzie gets real cold and they're worried they're all going to die, but then it all turns out okay because he's able to, through the sheer force of cool, unfreeze his thumb. So you know he's thinking with his dying efforts. Hey. hey. <laughs> Delightful. What is the cliffhanger text? What fiendish freezing isometric exercises this for some reason there's random words in that part that are high, that are underlined is it the isolated end of the dynamic duo have they concluded their their refrigerated cycle to be vaporized and become a part of bruce wayne's ice rink stay frozen to your furniture tomorrow same bad time same bat channel and I helpfully wrote, 
I love the idea of them being like buried and like made part of Bruce Wayne's ice rink. So basically now Bruce Wayne's ice rink is haunted by the by the spirits of Batman and Robin like Pet Cemetery. <laughs> That's delightful. <laughs> also, they don't know how ice rinks work, but that's okay. Yeah. We're gonna I grind their it. bones up and mix it into the ice meal. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm looking forward to the second part of this. It's gonna get grisly. Well, and you'll hear it here first, folks, unless you've already seen this episode on Surf Kings of Gotham. As always, you can follow us on Facebook at Surf Kings of Gotham, on YouTube at Surf Kings of Gotham, on Twitter and Instagram at our show on shows, or of course, our show on shows.com. We'll update it this afternoon. <laughs> yeah, just keep checking. Uh... Until next time, in the end of season two, amazingly. Bye, everybody. Mm, bye, Dr. Nick. Sir, King of Gotham. <laughs>